welcome to Exploit It. I'm Alexis Strowski. I'm Kevin Daly. And this week we are talking about Cruel Jaws, a.k.a. Jaws 5, from 1995, directed by Bruno Mattei. Talk rubbish, boy. This is not the place, nor the time. One thing I want to bring up real quick before we get into the movie, I want to go back to Sleepaway Camp for a second. Okay. So today, May 23rd, is Felisa Rose's birthday. Oh, cool. Yeah, uh, she was born Happy birthday. today in 1969. She played Angela in Sleepaway Camp. Wow, 69, jeez. <laughs> I guess the movie came out, what, 83? So, yeah, all right. Yep. All right, well, happy birthday. Yep, happy birthday. So, Cruel Jaws, the first note I have is this really 1995 because of the production value? I mean, it just looks like an Italian exploitation film from that era, so yeah, I guess. Oh, it's also playing disco music and people are talking about disco. I mean, like, is this the 70s? What the fuck? Uh, some of the, the music's 
the music. I, I said Q eighties music, even though this came out in ninety five. But some of those songs were bangers, though. I'm not gonna lie. And Bruno Mattei, we should talk about real quick. We encountered him before, way back in the Joe D'Amato days. Yes. Big time exploitation director. We will most likely be visiting him again. I don't have him on the schedule yet, but definitely we will visit him again. He's notable. <laughs> yes. He's one of the guys, the big names of Italian exploitation cinema. I mean, he did a lot of ripoffs. Like, this one is Jaws 5, but he also did, like, a uh, knockoff Terminator 2, a knockoff Aliens 2. I'm sure we'll get back to uh, more of his fine work in the future. Speaking of Aliens, today is also the 30th anniversary of Alien 3. Just thought I'd toss that out there. I came about 30 years. God damn it, I'm old. I know, 30 years ago. But Matei directed Cruel Jaws under the name William Snyder. Because these guys never use their normal names. Well, they got to put an American name there for American audiences to totally like, yeah, yeah, we are American. (laughs) Yeah, right. I mean, how many many pseudonyms did Joe D'Amato have? Like 20? Oh, at least. Yeah, both of these guys uh, were a big fan of the, the, the pseudonym. So... Cruel Jaws starts with a bunch of, a group of guys, not a bunch, it's like two guys, <laughs> <laughs> that are going to go look at this, uh, the wreck of the, the Cleveland, some military ship. Yeah, these guys are just like blatantly obvious about their black market dealings with this random boat captain. It's like, yeah, we're going to sell this Navy stuff to the highest bidder. I'm like, wow, that's uh, some refreshing honesty. <laughs> yeah, like right off the bat. And they dive on down there and they get a... Uh, trapped in a cave by a shark and one thing about this movie is they did not have a shark you don't say anytime we see that shark it's stolen from another movie there's two italian movies that it steals from the last shark by oh i can't recall the director and then uh deep blood the joe d'amato movie did we watch deep blood or did we not get to that one i cannot remember for the life of me if we watched that one we did but it was like really early in his career so we watched that like 10 years ago okay yeah i don't remember we should watch it again at some point but we should and all four jaws movies he steals from all of them so anytime we see a shark it's stolen and the thing is, in this movie, the narrative says it's a tiger shark. We never see a tiger shark. Yeah, I was going to say, it does not look like a tiger shark. Though, to be fair, of all the sharks that might be attacking people, tiger shark is is the one. Yeah, and tiger sharks are known for attacking people, but not eating people. No, they're, they are very aggressive. They're aggressive and territorial, but they're not huge. They can't eat a person, unless they no, really I mean, want to take the yeah. time. Uh, they have to chop, uh, chew them up a little bit. They can't just swallow them whole. They don't get that big. So the shark traps Paco and Jose, are their names, in a cave. Huh. I did not know they had names. Yeah, uh, he traps them in a cave, and he mostly just headbutts the cave and causes a, a cave-in. I mean, it's clever. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it, it ties into the, uh, the uh, story of the movie that the shark would be smart enough to do that. And we go right from that to our opening credits that are written in, oh, something worse than Comic Sans. It looks like a kitty font. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I do like that the boat captain is just up there getting shit-faced during the previous scene, too. And if it were a Joe D'Amato movie, that would have been J&B Scotch. I was a little disappointed. Oh, it totally would have been. J&B Scotch was the D'Amato drink. So that's pretty good, too, honestly. But I mostly drank it out of meme. Kind of miss it. Anyway, yes, bad font. 
Really bad font. Very bad font. And we get our two big characters, Billy and Vanessa. Billy is a marine biologist who studies fish, and Vanessa apparently fucking hates fish. Right. This was going to work out very well, as we all knew. Because she is constantly, throughout the whole movie, giving him shit about, like, it's me or fish. It's like, dude, you've been dating this guy forever. Like, you know he's into fish. I know. You married a marine biologist woman? I mean... Yeah. And... They're playing disco in their Winnebago and talking about, let's go disco. Right, that's extremely European. And they pull up at a uh, a marine park, which Vanessa says, something's fishy. Yeah, I groaned. We get this hard cut, like abusively hard cut, which you gotta get used to with this movie. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of editing subtlety in this film. No, it just smash cut to dolphins. Yep. <laughs> Glorious sight of captive sea animals. And we get these two dolphins doing a show, and there's a little girl in the water with them. And what's special about her? She uh, is no longer capable of using her legs. Yeah, she's paralyzed and somehow running this dolphin show. Good for her. We have Hulk Hogan. Yes, totally looks like Hulk Hogan. Swole Dag. Swole Dag, totally not Hulk Hogan, even though it's set in Florida. Well, this movie has a lot of swole people because it's set on a beach. In Florida, yeah. Dag is the patriarch of the swole, swore, the swole Sorensen family. That's true. Yeah, they're all in pretty good shape, aren't they? Oh, yeah, they are. Physically, they, they can't act worth a damn. <laughs> well, that's the entire cast of the movie. Uh, they all spoke English. They're American locals. They're not really actors. Yeah. To save money, Bruno Mattei just hired whomever was not Union. I was going to say, I'm working off Union here. I mean, it is an Italian exploitation. I mean, the guy that plays Dag, he was actually a double for Hulk Hogan in a few films. Okay, yeah. Well, he looks like him, so that makes complete sense. I mean, he's not Screen Actors Guild because he's just a double. He's a stunt double, so he's probably part of the stunt doubles field i'm sure there is a guild for some performers so we find out that Susie, the little girl is paralyzed even though she's kicking her legs around when she swims yeah you know italian film italian 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 ripoff movie it's it's fine it's fine and dag is her dad <laughs> backstory on dag he he drops it on us like a like a bomb there you go some some sweet exposition he used to hunt whales. Yeah! They didn't mention that. Um, which apparently was a practice band in the 70s. Yeah. Well, it depends on where you're from. Maybe he spent a lot of time in Japan. Eh, maybe. <laughs> where it's still legal. Doesn't mean his ethics are good, since he's like, Well, they outlawed it here, I guess I'll move to Japan! No, I, I know. He lost his wife, somehow. Hopefully not hunting whales. And his will to live... He says See? that too. I lost my life and my my wife and my will to live. I mean, uh, you know. And then we have the dead body of one of the the people that went down under. Uh, wash up on the shore. Some very very nice uh, Italian gore effects. Yeah. The one thing they do as well or better than everybody. They do that well. Yes. The movie got jiggly before that, and uh, also my favorite part where he's like, 
dude stop busting my balls when he just kind of barely knocks into the guy like, <laughs> not busting anyone's balls this movie mentions balls quite a lot as we'll get into but mayor of the town because they've got because this is very jaws that there's i was gonna say this is just straight up a jaws ripoff story big summer event is coming up the regatta yep which i had to look up that word because i'm like is this an italian thing but no it means boat race yeah it's a boat race um it's something rich white people do yeah because i i don't own a boat or do rich white people thing i don't know if they use that word a lot yeah this is this is mostly east coast rich white people do this and so they uh, need to know if this guy was killed by a shark or, quote, a steamboat propeller. Also, someone brings up a killer whale maybe doing it. Oh, it's probably Billy because he's an idiot. And I'm like, in the tropics. Yes, that's where they'll find, you'll find them. Maybe it escaped from SeaWorld. It is Florida. Oh, yeah. And we'll talk a lot about Florida SeaWorld in the bonus episode. Yes, we will. Uh, but he's, like, instantly able to, like, assume it's a shark. Yeah, I'm not sure how, but that is... Because we do get a hard cut to... Oh, no, we don't get the hard cut to the morgue yet. We get the hard cut to the beach and the bad guys. Because this movie has our good guys and our bad guys. The Sorensen family is the good guys, and then the guy that owns the hotel and his family are the bad guys. Except for our star-crossed lovers. Yes. In Fair Verona, where we later are seeing... We have our Romeo and Juliet couple. Oh yeah, I actually wrote that at one point. Meanwhile, in Fair Verona, I guess. There must have been a scene at some point in the movie where they're off, like, talking about their families not getting along or something. But they hard cut to the bad guys catcalling a bunch of women. Oh yeah. And he says that, oh, she's got tits like watermelons. I'm like, no, oh, yeah, yeah. no, she doesn't. Have you, have, do you know what watermelons are, buddy? I don't, maybe, maybe they don't have watermelons in Italy. The one guy's going to go hit on the women, and I'm like, oh god, what, what shitty pickup line does he have? And he goes, I'm the person in charge of pussy, and I need to see yours. I mean, that's, uh, I mean, speaking of balls, that's, uh, that's a ballsy thing to say. Yep, and they call him Dick Brain. I, I, I think I'll use that one. I appreciated that. It's appropriate. I mean, that's what he's, yeah, that's what he's using. Yeah, that's the, what he's thinking with. Um, and we meet uh, a, we have a swole Ronnie. Uh, the mayor's shitty son is Ronnie. Not as swole as the previous swole Ronnie, but still pretty swole. They have their sister Gloria is the good girl that's got her crush on Dag's son Bob. Who looks disturbingly like James Franco, like I couldn't stop seeing it. Yep, and then we get a day for night scene. Which is every night scene in this movie. Well, every night scene in an Italian movie. That's true, they don't know how to actually use nighttime. No, it's just really difficult to do nighttime. It costs money. Well, and I just assume there's no night in Italy. It's just sunny all the time. <laughs> it's the land of the midnight sun. That's right. <laughs> Alaska and Italy. That's right. Don't ask me why. Buongiorno. Do you love the movies? Do you have ideas for the movies that other people mocked as ripoffs? Do you have the budget of five dollars under the pizza box? Do you want five pointless shooting montages in one movie? Do you think Rambo 2 needs predators? 
do you have what it takes to make it a Terminator 2? Well, here at the Bruno Mattei Film Academy, you will learn from one of uh, the greatest Italian directors. It's a me, Bruno Mattei. You will learn uh, many skills uh, to make uh, your film a success, including using familiar locations, uh, stock footage borrowing, memorable acting, fake director names, only to create some of the finest films ever made for Italian television and then dumped onto direct-to-video market. That is the Bruno Mattei method. While other schools may have you study the likes of Fellini, Leona, and De Sica, we know what the viewers want. Remember, if they like one thing, audiences and future investors will want five more like them. Bruno Mattei Film Academy. Hey, at least we are entertaining. Even though it was shot in Florida. Yeah, what are you? Semantics. We get this couple with German accents going out for a night swim. It's the opening of the first Jaws movie. Yeah. She's eat. They're eaten uh, by a great white that we later learn is a tiger shark. I guess it's wearing a disguise. <laughs> yes. Really, really fast cuts that are so blurry, it's hard to even tell what's going on. Yeah, early on when the shark gets the two dudes at the beginning, I couldn't see shit. Lots of bubble noises, though. Yeah, just lots of bubble noises, a bunch of... I guess they're dying to a shark. A bunch of really fast cuts between uh, teeth and blood and water. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. Can't really tell what's going on in half the movie. And at this point, it starts to develop the romance between Gloria and Bob a lot more. Yes. The Romeo and Juliet love, and that's when Ronnie comes up with his buddies. Oh yeah, this is the part where they like beat the shit out of him, and she just kind of runs off and doesn't care. They punch her in the face! Yeah, well her brother hits her, because apparently that's okay in their family. Yeah, it was like, my note is violent Ronnie with a couple exclamation points. Probably just too many roids, that's what I think. Oh yeah, too much. he's got that roid rage going on. Yeah, I think he's just been doing doing too much roids. And they're not done yet, because they're like, oh, well, let's go to the, the marine park and poison the fucking dolphins. Yeah, not just a roid rage, but uh, just some legit sadism for fun. Oh, he is an evil motherfucker. Casual dolphin murder. That they put, uh, oh, cyanide or strychnine? Strychnine? I think it's strychnine. They put that in the fish and they toss it in the ocean. And luckily, dolphins and everyone's making a bunch of noise. So they only get one fish in, and the dolphin eats it, but they're able to save the dolphin. The dolphin will live. Yeah, the, the noise is made by the seal, because I have a note of alarm seal. Uh, yeah, that's right. That, seal, uh, that seal's uh, an amusing character. Yep, it's one of the three animals at this marine park. That, yes, that we're... <laughs> That we're privy to. Yeah, we get the two dolphins and jokey seal. That's all we could. That's all they could afford. And we're gonna stop for a commercial real quick. Yo, my name is Dag Schwartzen. You might have seen me around because I have the buffest dad bod on the beach. People say I look like Hulk Hogan. Ha! He only wishes he looked as good as me. But I'm here today to tell you about the Swole Sorensen Family Marine Park. You see, when I'm not killing whales and lifting weights... Wait, 
that the other way around? No, I was right the first time. When I'm not killing whales and lifting weights, I run this water park. We have a seal and some dolphins named Cookie and uh, Potato or uh, something. I don't, I don't fucking know. My little paralyzed daughter trains them. How did she get paralyzed, you might ask? Well, I've been absorbing all her strength to build up my muscles. That's the trick I learned from my cousin Soul Ronnie and his work with kids. But it's okay. This crippled kid can swim somehow. I don't know how. Maybe you can figure it out if you come down to Soul Swanson's Family Marine Park. We got a seal and some dolphins. I know that's not much, but hey, we're, we're getting evicted. Help us out, please, brother. And we're back. So now we get the police involved since dead bodies are showing up on the beach. Yeah, yeah, as you would expect. And we have this unnecessarily upbeat cop music. Well, as, you know. As the cop is just walking into work. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's not like he's doing amazing cop shit that requires upbeat music. He's just going into work. Still a banger. Also, they literally just put police stickers on the front door of a hotel room and called it a police station. They did. And he, he talks to Billy, and he's like, what do we know about sharks? Oh, God. And Billy gets to um, act in the most awkward horrible way possible billy is such a weird actor because he'll be over the top and then he'll randomly cuss yeah i was trying to he looked so familiar i'm like have i seen this guy in a joe damato movie at some point but no i don't think so no he didn't really do anything besides this he was just some guy living in florida and we have the mayor weak weak mayor who's giving into sam the guy that owns the hotels yeah, who's, uh, well, yeah, we'll discuss Sam's um, partners later. Oh, randomly at the end. Yeah. He's going around threatening girls in wheelchairs. He's a total piece of shit. He's going to evict this family from the marine park so he could build a hotel. That's a traditional 80s plot, right? Oh, yeah. Like, breaking. Uh, we're going to kick you all out of the ski lodge. Right, exactly. Except this is 95, so... But Italy, yeah, a little behind. But he's so awful, he's such a terrible person, and everybody in the whole city knows that Sam is the piece of garbage, except the mayor. Well, the mayor's probably on the take, let's be completely honest. And so we get Vanessa and Billy are about to go out, but Billy's called in to do something. And Vanessa loses her shit because she fucking hates fish. Right. <laughs> Oh no, you have to do your job. And and she just tells Billy, she's like, I want you to climb up the biggest skyscraper, jump off, and fuck yourself. I mean, that's a lot of things going on at one time. Uh, he won't be able to fuck himself very long. <clears throat> no, probably not. I mean, there's that one in Dubai, probably like a minute. And we have the stupidest line in here, because we go to the club. The really bad club. Yep. And somebody asks, why do sharks eat people? And the answer is because they're hungry. I'm like, is this an anti-joke or natural dialogue? What the fuck? I have no idea. And Ronnie or one of his buddies is hitting on Vanessa. And he's trying to show off his masculinity. 
and he says, I have an extra set of balls. Oh yeah, it's it's his buddy who's dumb as shit. Yeah, I've got an extra set of balls. I'm like, yeah, that's what women want to see, a man, man with four balls. Well, that's a walk, so... <laughs> you should get on base. And, oh, this is actually where I have my Romeo and Juliet note. <laughs> there you go. Because we got Gloria and Bob on the beach talking about let's elope. Yeah, there there we are, yes. I told you, I told you they had something that, that reminded me very much of some Romeo and Juliet. People pull up and they, they pretend to, oh, where's the police on their radio? Which is Oh a yeah, scene. which uh, literally in uh, Jaws 3. Yes, they stole this scene verbatim out of Jaws 3. Yes, this they did. And so they're taught, they put down nets to keep the shark out of the regatta. Yeah, because that works well, always. And so everyone's on the lookout for sharks still, though, even then they put down these nets. And Sam is happy because he can still make money for his hotels by having this boat race. Well, it's not boats. They're really just windsurfing. Yeah, that's probably what they could afford. And you got, like, some cop that's looking out for sharks. And you have some Australian family randomly come up. They're like, where's the shark? We want to see the shark. And he's like, well, no, no, the shark's gone. Well, what the fuck did we come out here for? He's like, it was on the news. I'm like, that doesn't mean anything. I mean, because they... Don't plan a whole vacation from Australia. To... Also, you're from Australia. You motherfuckers have a lot of sharks. Yeah, they have a lot more shark encounters than they do in the U.S. So people go out to catch the shark. And they just catch a random-ass tiger shark. It's exactly like the scene in Jaws where they capture the wrong great white. Yeah. And this is the only time we see an actual tiger shark. Oh. And that's that's the only shark they could get for this movie, was this big dead one. And they cut it open, you know, they it's the scene from Jaws. Right. And then we have the regatta. Uh, the actual boat race starts, you know. The big festival is going on. There's a boat which I noticed had a Confederate flag on it. There were several. <laughs> it is Florida. Yes, it is the South. This is where Billy has this weird dialogue. You know, like I said, his lines are random. Like, sometimes he's very smart and intellectual. But at this point, he's like, That motherfucker ain't doing fucking things the way fucking sharks should. And it's like, Whoa, Billy, what the fuck? <laughs> he ad-libbed. <laughs> he adds Bruno's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Overcounting his money in the corner. Well, Bruno didn't speak English. He actually had a translator between him and the actors. And so then we have the windsurfing competition. The titular regatta starts up. Yes. And Vanessa shows back up. Apparently, she forgave Billy in an instant. Yeah, she sluts it up with some other dude and comes back and acts like nothing happened. And she's best friends with Susie, the little paralyzed girl. Yeah, it's like they cut that whole, like they intended to cut that whole subplot from the movie, but then they're just like, eh. Yep, they just decided to forgive her, to bring her back, because they have to kill her somehow. Right. <laughs> and make it meaningful, and the shark shows up, somehow gets past the nets, and we have the Jaws theme played on a Casio. Totally legally distinct music, not from some other shark movie. Oh, the music in this movie... <laughs> We get the shark from all these other movies attacking people. Much red paint was spilled that day. Yes, and Susie's wheelchair rolls down the dock and she falls into the water. Right. And is kicking around with her paralyzed legs. Yep. 
and Vanessa jumps in to save her, and it actually does save her. But yeah. then Vanessa's in the water, and she's got her hands on the dock. And Billy is just shouting in her face, Vanessa, no! Vanessa, no! Like, her hand is literally up on the dock. He can easily pick her up, but he's just, Vanessa, no! As she's eaten by the shark. Right. And I'm like, Billy, you suck. Also, meanwhile, they're doing that regatta thing, and Bob and Ronnie are, like, pushing each other around, and Ronnie falls in the water, and Bob saves him. I'm like, why did you save him? That dude literally tried to kill you. Because Bob is a good man. He comes he... from a good family of Hulk Hogan genes. I guess so. Which, then, wouldn't make him a good person, then, if he has those genes. Well, I mean, if it's if we're talking character. This scene, because Vanessa's death... Is hilarious though because of the way he's shouting at her. Yeah, just more Billy being really lame. And then we have a scene later where Susie asks, Oh, is Vanessa okay? And they lie to her. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, Yeah, she's just fine. Smash cut to, she dead. I like that they wouldn't let her dad go up with his daughter wherever they were going. She's like just in shock. She's like going to like a recovery room or something. It's like, No, dad, you can't go with your daughter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, well, you know, hospitals and movies, they always have to separate them in movies. Right, because there's actually no hospital room they're going to. They're just, like, going off the set. <laughs> so they don't want to bother them. And you can't leave the set. We have three other scenes to shoot with you. Or we can't afford you. Yes, yeah, Sam, who owns the hotels, he sets a bounty on this shark. It's like a thousand. No, it's $10,000. Yeah, something like that. And so we get all the people getting together that they're going to get on these boats. They're going to go hunt the shark. And the music is playing. And it plays the Star Wars theme in the middle of it. Yeah, like three bars or four bars of Star Wars. And then it transitions into something that's totally not copyright infringible. It's still pretty damn similar. Yep. Well, you know. And as they're going out, we get this scene with Susie and Gloria. And Susie's just like, I hate these dolphins now. I know. Fuck these dolphins, I want to leave. And Gloria goes, oh, no you don't. And Susie's like, yeah, you're right, I don't. And then that that's the whole scene. <laughs> but I mean, that's a very honest reaction. You just nearly died. It's like, I don't even want to be around in water. I just want to get out of here. It's like, yeah, it's, it's a fair little kid. Yeah, but Gloria just says, no, you don't. She's like, you're right, I don't. They hug, end of scene. Bruno's just like, scene, good. <laughs> bueno. Extra extra frames. Pad this movie out. We got like 20 minutes of footage. <laughs> um. Okay, do we have the mob first, or do we have Sam's kids on the boat? The mob shows up first, I think. Out of fucking nowhere. Because this movie needs another plotline that won't be resolved with any sort of satisfaction. Now, in the actual novel for not for Jaws, there was a mob subplot, which Steven Spielberg had the common sense to cut out of his movie. Because it's a giant, pointless thing. But Bruno Mate, nah, we're putting it back in. We're going, we're going deep cuts. And so we got the mob, and it's just two mobsters. I didn't catch their one names. One guy in a suit that does not fit him. And then one guy that's like four feet tall. Oh yeah, yeah, there's the there's the dude who's like the leader of the mobster, then his goons. 
one guy who looks like Budget Arnold. Yeah. And the other guy who is literally like four, yeah, literally like four feet tall. Like, who hired this guy? Like, he's he's not like Peter Dinklage. No, 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 no. He's yeah. he's just a short man. Short, skinny, balding. It's got to be like sixty. And they're like, they're somehow making money from Samuel running this summer attractions, which they can't do right now because there's a shark out there eating folk. And um, the mobster's like, well, we'll take care of the shark then. Because that's something mob the mob does, right? Uh, yeah, we take they take care of sharks, apparently. And that's when we have Ronnie and his kids and the, the one random thin girl that's with them. Yep. They go out on their boat. We hear the Star Wars theme again, and they um they have meat to attract the shark. And that girl's like, "Oh, I hope this works. It's my mother's brisket." And they just slap it on a fishing pole and start going for the shark. And like Dag and his family, they watch this, and Dag's like, "What the fuck are they doing?" He's like, "They can't just you can't catch sharks that way," and. Uh, obviously they can't. That's the shark comes and attacks their boat. And then these smooth brains pour gas on themselves and fire a flare gun. <laughs> They're so, it's so fucking stupid. It's hilarious. And then Michael Bay shows up to blow up the ship. Yeah. Because why not? Michael Bay does not actually show up. But in spirit, he does. Michael Bay watched this and nodded in approval. And lo, did Michael Bay... Was, it, was Michael Bay satisfied? Yeah, see, he nodded and goes, that's how you make a movie. <laughs> Blow lots of, shit up. Lots of shit blowed up real good. Hey, everybody, did the news get around about a guy named Butcher Pete? Old Pete just flew into this town and he's chopping up all the women's meat. Hey there, I'm Butcher Pete. You may remember me from such things as crafting tuna-free dolphin nets and sperm for sperm whales, interspecies mating, and you. Today I'm telling you about my latest product, Butcher Peach Shark Bait. I've been slashing, whacking, and chopping that meat for many a year and know exactly which cuts of beef sharks love best. I don't know why sharks like beef so much. It's not like they could have developed a taste for it, but they sure love it regardless. But you can't use just any old cut of beef to lure in a shark. Don't go out on the water with your mother's brisket hoping to catch sharks. You're likely to blow up your boat doing some dumb shit like that. Trust Butcher Peach Shark Bait. The best chunks of dead animal around, you can count on that. I promise, no humans involved. Tell, he's been having a ball. Just cutting and chopping for miles around. Single women, married women, old maids and all. And then we have uh, somebody trying to get the shark with their helicopter. Yep. And this scene goes on forever, and we have the best line ever in it. We're going to need a bigger helicopter. Yeah, I like that. Nice little little nod there. Appreciate it. Half of this footage is Jaws 2, because there's a scene in Jaws 2 where the, the shark pulls down a helicopter. Uh, yeah, I've not seen Jaws 2, so... You're not missing much. Yeah, I didn't think so. But, I mean, it's not terrible. The shark pulls down this helicopter and eats the people inside, just like in Jaws 2. And the mob is still up to their shit. Samuel finds out that his daughter Gloria is having an affair with, with Bob, and he beats the shit out of her. 
then locks her in a room. Yeah. And she probably escapes. But he's so fucking horrible. Because he's also a smooth brain and doesn't know <laughs> doesn't know about how how window locks work. Anytime this girl's family hit her, I was just like, ah, ah, ah. That's okay, they all die. It was the same reaction I had to, like, the horrible shit in Cannibal Holocaust. Violence towards this young woman was that level of, ah. Yeah, there was a, a bit too much. This is killing a turtle level of awfulness. Yeah, they're pretty horrible people. But they're rich, so. Yeah. They get away with it. I guess? Question mark? And this is where they realize the the big plot twist about this shark that I fucking hate this plot twist. Also, for some reason, Billy knows about these top secret shark experiments. <laughs> yeah, so the military, which we got at the very, very beginning, that there was a sunk military vessel, apparently it was carrying military-trained sharks. And so the shark they're fighting is one of these that's been trained to attack targets. And I'm like, you you can't train sharks. You tell that to the military and our tax money that was wasted going into that development. I mean, maybe in theory, I mean, you could play with sharks' intelligence, but then you just end up with Deep Blue Sea. That's right. Which a far superior movie. Wouldn't need to be much to be a far superior movie to this. We need to do Deep Blue Sea sometime. That's one of my favorites. Yes. That's the best shark movie. That's uh, that's my style of, of goofy-ass shark movie. So, yes, this shark is a specially trained military shark. And they decide that, oh, okay, well, um, he's territorial, and he's going to stick around the boat he escaped from. So let's just blow up his boat. That's their plan. Yeah, not a great plan. The mobsters find out about this. They break into Billy's lab. Yeah, Budget Arnold and the dude in the Hawaiian shirt. Yes, that that short dude is also wearing Hawaiian shirt for reasons. For reasons being, it's a beach. I guess so. Uh, I the, my favorite thing in this scene though is they run they rush out really fast. Billy runs back in to turn the lights off. He doesn't want to waste the electricity, I guess. I forgot to turn the lights off! And and his whole office is fucked up because they stole this one map. Right. And what happens to those mobsters? I know they die, but I didn't make a note of it. So they go on the ship, and they somehow the the dude who's shorter than my daughter, my three-and-a-half-year-old daughter, uh, knocks out Bob, and they mess with their boat. And they go out in the boat, and... Budget Arnold says he's ex-military, and then they both get killed by Shark. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because they do sabotage the boat. Yeah. Because the Sorensen family gets out there, and the, the thing doesn't work, and so Dad goes all Hulkamania on the engine. That's right. The balding Hawaiian shirt dude literally... I don't think he could knock out Susie, like, realistically. No, you and know. she's in a wheelchair. I mean, I'm pretty sure I've taken shits bigger than that dude. <laughs> And keep in mind, he's not a dwarf. He's no, he's just a tiny human being. Like, just, just, I don't know why. They, they ran out of generic tough guys to hire them. I mean, they just got random people in Florida to be in this movie. Yeah, but there's got to be another swole dude out there somewhere you could pretend to be a generic tough guy. Especially in coastal Florida. Right. You know there's some dude out there in dolphin shorts oiling up real good? So they fix the boat, and it plays the Star Wars theme again. 
And we get this long ass, boring as fuck sequence underwater. Where they're tying explosives very slowly to the boat. And they're trying to be suspenseful, but it's hard to make underwater scenes suspenseful, and I hate underwater scenes in movies. Like that James Bond movie, Thunderball. It's been so many years since I've seen Thunderball. Effing hate that movie. It takes place so much underwater, and it's so dull. You can't do action scenes underwater. I mean, you try. People try. They tried in Thunderball. They try in this movie, and they're just not that entertaining. You have... What about, like, The Abyss or something like that? Yeah, all the good scenes in The Abyss take place in the, the little boat station thing. That's true. The best scenes are when they're, like, sleeping and the, the thing comes up from the water. and You know, all the underwater shit in The Abyss, kind of dull. I did think that was a good time for them to choose to go down there to mess with the thing, though. That shark's belly was full of thug at that point. And uh, so he was probably passing out like I do on Thanksgiving when I'm watching football. He got all that mobster uh, tryptamine. That's right. A shark shows up, boring underwater suspense, but they blow up the boat. I love how these random kids know how to do underwater demo, like, randomly. And we get that horribly goofy shot of half a shark. Right. <laughs> the shark blows up and we have this, like, really stupid papier-mâché half of a shark floating around. It is the most anticlimactic ending ever. And it's, yeah, that's my note. Weak climax. That's it. It just kind of ends. It hard cuts to the dolphins again. Yep. And the whole family's there watching the dolphins and having a good time. And they're, um, they saved the marine park from eviction because Samuel shows up to award them the $100,000. And the seal kicks him into the water again. And it's really funny. He actually did earlier in the movie, too. Yes, he did. Seal knows his shit. And then it just smash cut to credits. As much as it's good to be back to Italian exploitation. It feels like home. It does, even though this movie... It fucking sucks, but it's fun. Because yeah. of how goofy it is. I mean, it's, it's, it's fun for the same reason every Italian exploitation movie we watch is fun. It's poorly made, poorly shot, horribly acted, bad plot, you know, worse lighting. I mean, it's taking itself way too seriously. It's just, it's bad all the way down, but in kind of an amusing way. And I, I think we've done this for so long now that it's just like, aha, another Italian exploitation movie. This is fun because it just reminds me of all the good times we've had making fun of other movies that are as bad as this one. Yeah, I mean, it's just, we're used to this one. This is just, this is like comfort food. <laughs> it is. This is our Chicken McNuggets. This is right. I had Chicken McNuggets for dinner tonight, incidentally, so, apropos. I had just plain ass regular chicken. <laughs> yeah, chicken's still good. Of course, I had banquet chicken. <laughs> Maybe a little less good. No, this movie, it's, it's a blast. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's awful, but if you, look... If this, if you like Italian genre exploitation movies, whatever they are, rip-off films, just just watch it. It's fun. It's it's bad and funny, and you'll have a giggle about how awful it is. And it's it's good. It's no Deep Blue Sea. No, well, Deep Blue Sea is like this kind of thing, but taken with a, like an actual budget. And the movie's on Tubi. Yes. 
there's no Blu-ray for this, actually, because of all the uh, footage they stole. So if any company wanted to put this out on Blu-ray, they had to actually get the rights to the Jaws movies. <laughs> Oof. And so they're, which are too expensive. <laughs> yeah, because they actually have value. Yes, they are. Not that anyone past the first one is any good, but <laughs> we'll get more into Jaws sequels on the bonus episode. Yes. They're profitable, though. Well, most of them were profitable. Jaws of Revenge, you can go sit in a corner where you belong. It still broke even. That's <laughs> yeah, true. This movie, I don't know. I mean, it made money in Europe. <laughs> I'm sure it made way more money than the budget. I'm sure it was incredibly profitable given how much money they spent on it. When people said in Italian, oh, holy shit, it's Jaws 5, which I don't know Italian. I don't know how to say that in Italian, but... Yeah, I don't either. That's exactly what they said as they forked out their lira for this film. Still actually probably better than Jaws Revenge. Yes, it is better than Jaws Revenge. And Jaws Revenge has Michael Caine in it. I do love Michael Caine, but he's kind of slumming it there. Have you ever listened to interviews he does about that movie? No. And they ask him about it, and he's like, look, I haven't seen the movie, but I've seen the house I bought with it. There you go. What's that scene from James Bond of All the Strike Back? Sometimes you do the paycheck movie, and then sometimes you do reindeer games. Yeah, and that was totally a paycheck movie that he bought a house with. They paid him house money for that. Yeah, they probably paid him more than the, the rest of the movie. Oh, yeah, because I can't remember much else about the people in Jaws 4. I mean, I know there's other actors in there, but... Wasn't, wasn't that, like, over the top, too, where Stallone was, like, 99% of the budget of that movie? Well, not Stallone. Michael Caine. No, no, I mean, I'm talking about Over the Top. Oh, Over the Top, the uh, the movie with Stallone, yeah. Yeah, arm wrestling movie. That's a fun movie. But I'm just saying, I think they paid Stallone more than they, like, like the vast majority of the budget of that movie. Stallone's like, I don't want to do a fucking arm wrestling movie. We'll pay you money to buy a house? Okay. Off topic, of course, but it, it kind of goes into the same, like, sometimes you just spend all the money on one actor. Hey, we might do Over the Top someday. That is a good I one. am 100% down for that. But that was Cruel Jaws, and that's a fun movie. Um, big special thanks to Charlie McMullen and William Wright for recording the advertisements heard in this episode. Make sure to subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you like what we do, make sure to leave a review to let others know. Help get the word out. For more episodes, check our website, exploitedpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter, at PodcastExploit, or on Instagram, at ExploitedPodcast. Or contact us at exploitedpodcast at gmail.com. So we have our bonus episode of Jaws 3 coming up, and then next week we're doing black exploitation with coffee. Oh yeah. Oh, that's gonna be fun. But we will catch you then. Good night. Mm-hmm.